Since 1992, Genesis House has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family-owned program is accredited by the Joint Commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. At Genesis House, they focus on treating the underlying causes of addiction. Their comprehensive approach includes psychiatric care, individual and small group therapy, trauma healing techniques, and holistic care including yoga, massage, and animal-assisted therapy. After treatment, their clients enjoy the lifelong support of a nationwide network of Genesis House alumni. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast is brought to you by the Friends in Recovery community, a thriving network of individuals who are fighting back against the stigma of addiction. Join our hosts as they speak up about the real issues of addiction, treatment, and recovery. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery. Welcome, everybody, to the Friends in Recovery podcast. I'm your host, Jersey Ed, along with my co-host today, Tiff. And uh, Sky is off doing some work stuff today, so we had to uh, start the show. She might pop on um, in between work just to say hello, and uh, we'll just go from there. But first and foremost, of course, I always want to thank Genesis House for their ongoing support um, with this podcast without them. Um, we wouldn't be here today. And actually, guys, without recovery, I wouldn't be here today without AA. And uh, we thank God for AA and thank God for um, all the recovery that that that's going on um, in my life and everybody's life that helps me to get where I'm at. So uh, this week's show, Tiff, is step five. It is already May, right? And we're going to get believe into it. five. So stay tuned for some... Um, some amazing recovery. Uh, before I ask how you're doing, I just want to let everybody know about the literature today. I'm going to be using the 12 and 12. And Tiffany's going to be using the 12, using the 12 and 12, the big book and the daily reflections. Um, and if you guys want to go grab that stuff while we have a little banter back and forth, um, even with the Facebook group, Facebook Live peeps, welcome everybody over at Facebook Live. If you're uh, if you're listening, thank you so much for your support over there. We we will read the comments. John L is here. Bambi D. Corey C is here. Welcome everybody. If you're in the room, identify yourself. Just uh, let us know who's here today. Um, but Tiff, how you doing this week? I know you were a little sick, uh, a lot of sick, and we missed you last week. And uh, how you feeling? A lot of sick. Boy, that COVID just kicks your ass. It has kicked my ass. I know. So I don't know. I'm still recovering, but I, I was telling Chris, I was like, it's like, and I think I was telling you also, it was like, I feel like I have mono at the end of like three quarters of the way through the day. All of a sudden, like I normally can go, go, go from morning until night. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like late afternoon, I'm just like, if I even attempt to sit down or stop, yeah, I'm just out, just and out. Just go. I know you just, it, it wipes the shit out of you. It just, it really does. COVID is not fun. Um, no. And I was telling you this morning, my muscles are sore because I like went back out in the field after I was no longer contagious. This the uh-huh. end of this, this week. Uh-huh. And I think just from jumping in and out of the car, my muscles are just sore, sore. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. And I don't know where they come from. But it really, it really uh, r- kind of rips you apart. But, you know, everybody missed you last week and uh, everybody was uh, asking about you. So uh, there it is. That's why Tiff was not here. So That's why I wasn't here. I did get these. Uh, remember those those stickers that I told you to order? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those, yeah. It was like it's quantum something, whatever. Yeah. And I have some that are for um, they came in the mail. And there were some for health and wellness. I got some for clarity and focus. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, it's like this quantum energy. They're full of scripture. 
uh, and you put them on, on your body. So, um, I'll put on my clarity and focus one right now. So we can, yeah, I need we can one of those for tonight. <laughs> we'll do a, do a live, live product live uh, demonstration, right. which they are not a, 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 um, a, whatchamacallit sponsor of our show just yet. Not yet. <laughs> Quant- not yet. Quantum but leap. <laughs> Chris swears by the pain one. Really? He swears by the pain one. He, he constantly has like elbow and shoulder pain. And it took away the pain. And when my headache was so bad, like one of those first nights with, um, with COVID, COVID, uh, that was the only thing that helped my sore neck. I swear to you. It sounds, it sounds weird. I I don't know if you believe it or not, but it worked. It it gave me some relief, which was incredible. Yeah. 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 So So, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have more on that. If you want to, if you want any information on that, on that, that, what, what Tiff was just talking about, I was email us at help at friends recovery podcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing, but you know you're gonna go out and order it. I know I am. I know I just I haven't sent got around you the to link. It. I know I oh anti-anxiety is the other one, immune boost, health and wellness, and mental clarity are the are the three that I have. So all right. We'll, we'll, we'll see how they go. We'll order them. So Tiff, you ask, why am I in the woods? Why are you in the woods, Ed? <laughs> Good <laughs> question, Tiff. <laughs> Anyways. Um, this is why we need Skylar. Exactly. Where are you, Sky? <laughs> um, anyways, we, uh, we, we were supposed to go camping this weekend. And due to a couple, um, couple things that happened, uh, we canceled our trip. Um, and one thing led to another. And um, we ended up... Uh, just, just canceling. We couldn't have a fire number one um, because it's it's dry out here in, in Jersey and there's a state band on it. And, you know, sitting in a 35, 40 degree weather without a fire, you know, it's not fun, you know? So yeah, it's uh, not the same. Yeah. Yeah. And then we come to find out that somebody who was going ended up getting COVID anyway. So we were probably all came down with COVID. So things happen for a reason, right? I mean, things happen for a reason. Yeah. We didn't find this out till later in the day, but um but so that's why I'm I'm in the campground today. But uh, I uh, I was going to actually um, broadcast live from the campground when when we were there. And uh, that would have been cool. I know it would have been fun. It probably would have sounded like shit, but that's okay. So anyway, so now everybody got their literature. They know our our lives <laughs> <laughs> and, and the shit we do. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to give a couple of sober shout outs. Of course, the sober pot. Um, that's like an ongoing sh- sober shout out. We love uh, Carl and um, Chelsea. I haven't I haven't been running, guys, because my diverticulitis has been kicking up, and I've been taking some um, antibiotics. And the doctor said, "Do not run." You know, I've been shared this on a couple of meetings. You know, I'm out of kilter. Right? Is that is that the right word? Yeah. I don't know if that, yeah. That's an old person word. I don't know, but um, but I haven't ran in almost ten days. Because of the antibiotics, he said he didn't want me running or any any strenuous uh, exercise at all. Um, and uh, I I always listen to Sober Pod Tiff on my runs. Always, it's it's just like you know it's there. <laughs> Sober Pod, Sober Pod, and uh, I miss Carl. And Carl and I haven't been him and I usually talk once or twice a week, but I just been been busy with a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, you know I have to reach out to Carl. So you guys want to go listen to Sober Pod? They're a great podcast. Uh, give a listen. And all my camping peeps, everybody over at camping who we're supposed to be camping with, I miss you guys. And uh, we'll get another one going. And that was a, a Friends in Recovery adventure. So we w- we'll, we'll post the next one. Maybe we can get 20 people going this week. So any sober shout outs for you, Tiff? I don't have any sober shout outs this week. That's okay. like Sky's like big department. Sky is sober shout out queen. I yeah. am like failing at, at her sober shout outs this week. So exactly, exactly. But if you do have a sober shout out, guys, please um, p- yeah, pick up that computer and write us an email at help and friends. And don't pick up the computer, if it's, especially if it's desktop, you might drop it. And I don't want to be responsible for you fucking your computer up. Okay. No, so let's well, not even pick it up. Just go type on it at help at friends and recovery podcast.com and give us your sober shout out. You know, your whatever, whatever you want to say. I don't care. We'll read it here on the air. We um, don't even care anymore. Just give no, us a just send us one. I don't care if you write 
question mark. I don't know. Send something, <laughs> whatever it is. Tell us about your dog. You have a dog. You have a cat. What's yes. your car? We were talking on Facebook Live before we came on about a Jeep. I have a Jeep. Tell yep, us what Chris you have just a got Jeep. his Jeep. Chris got his Jeep. Say, send us something. Let that email go to work, guys. <laughs> or comment My below goodness. also, everybody. Um, comment below. Um, and that's that's important. So, Tiff, uh, you want to talk about our meetings and all the updates on that quickly? Sure. Uh, Friends and Recovery Community. The Friends and Recovery Community has uh, two meetings a day at both 12 o'clock and uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So join us on those meetings. The 7 p.m. meetings can be found at on the intergroup on the intergroup website, intergroup.org. And then of course we have all of our additional meetings that are listed at the genesishouse.net under connections and uh, or online groups, whatever Carl puts up in the in the uh, in the newsfeed. Um, it, that's where you can find our meetings, but we are up to almost three meetings a day. This Saturday meetings are going great. Friday meetings, all the meetings are going great. So join us on, on uh, friends at the friends recovery community and check us out. Also uh, on our Facebook groups. Uh, we're also on Snapchat. We are all over social media. So we have those private groups like the alumni and friends. That's just alumni only, but uh, so it's not in friends. It's just alumni. But we have uh, the Friends in Recovery Community Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And then we also have Telegram, which is that app that we have all downloaded so that we can chat back and forth and share our messages. So um, whether it's we're struggling or we need um, words of encouragement or if we're sharing words of encouragement. So check out those pages and join us on all of our groups. Of course, like, subscribe, send us emails and give us some sober shout outs. So that's what I have for social media. Thanks, Tiff. And that five-star review is important. And uh, that friendsandrecoverycommunity.org website should be up soon. I know I keep saying it. If you listen back to probably the beginning of the year, I'm saying soon, soon, soon. But uh, I'm, I'm in touch with the uh, web designer and it's and it's it's getting along. Um, it's coming along really well. So, um, so we got a question of the week, Tiff. Every week we ask a question of the week, right? And I thought this was a cool one because I know exactly my answer and i can't wait to say it but i'm going to ask you guys first all right i'm going to ask you first tiff and okay. anybody in the um in the uh facebook live group let us know and also you know get get us on uh hit us up on 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 uh below comment below what what your what, what your answer to the question is so question of the week is in the past well carl should put, do some music here or some boom like <laughs> question of the week like bam you know like yeah question of the week so there you go carl Put it in there. Question of the week. Bam. <laughs> uh, in the bam. past, just in case you didn't put it there. Uh, it, in the past, people were buried with the items they would need in the afterlife. What would you want to be buried with? Uh, with you? What would you want to be buried with you so you could use in the afterlife? So basically, what do you want to take with you in the afterlife in your casket or wherever you're going? And so you can use in the afterlife. So Facebook Live guys, put that in there. What you would want to be buried with? Comment below. And Tiff, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you first on this one because there's well, nobody else here. <laughs> there's no one else, so I have unlimited amount of time. Just kidding. Um, Make it quick. <laughs> so I got something new this this recently while I've been uh -huh. sick. Chris is. He's like so good to me, especially when I'm not feeling well. He always tries to cheer me up with buying me something new. And there's something that I wanted for a long time. And I finally got it. Mm -hmm. Came home with a Nespresso machine. Oh, yeah. You know? And oh. oh, my gosh. So I joined the coffee club. And it's the coolest thing, that Nespresso machine. Like I can make any size espresso or all the way up to 14 ounce uh, cups of coffee. 14.4. like a spaceship. <laughs> the spaceship in there. Do you have I got, one? I got two. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm an addict. So, what do you want? I got two. <laughs> gosh, we, we, we have, uh, you know, we've always had the Keurig and we, we go through the Keurigs and we're really into coffee. I have a whole coffee bar set up in the house. So this was like the last missing piece of equipment. But everybody in the house is obsessed with this Nespresso machine. And now it's like 
yes. the new thing that I'm taking with me. Let me tell you, when you when you put that in Nespresso, and, and Nespresso is no sponsor of our show either, but they could be. No. <laughs> yes. Um, but when you turn that Nespresso machine on, it smells the whole house. Up. Oh, it just, it's an amazing cup of coffee. It, it really is. It's just, it's just crazy. So yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I like that they're recycled, you know, not yeah. that I know K, most K cups are recyclable now, but it like throws the pod right into the recycle yep. bin. Yep. We got the, we got the big one, um, yep. the, the new one, the virtual whatever. So yeah, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. Cup. yeah. And they each have a barcode and it like, makes this cool noise and smells up the house and oh, yeah. they're recyclable. You send them into this, yeah. you put them in a bag and they come with a uh, postage paid postage paid um, yes. Yes. sticker. Yeah. You send it on and, and yeah. oh my gosh, we have coffee coming out of our ears. Yes. Yeah. And you are right by the mall of America and they have a Nespresso store there. So oh yeah. I'm always, when I'm out there, I'm always in the Nespresso store. So uh, Nespresso, it's a way of life. Thank you very much. So Nespresso. I'm bringing my my Nespresso machine with me. <laughs> All right, you bring your Nespresso machine with you. I am not that um that far advanced to figure out how I can get an Nespresso machine with me. So <laughs> so I'm going to make it easy. I like easy things, right? So everybody knows I'm a runner here, and everybody knows what 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 I do. So I want to be buried or cremated or whatever, whatever you guys do with my body when I'm done, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Do whatever the fuck you want with me because I won't know. And if I don't, if I will know, then I'll haunt your asses for life. So, but anyways, <laughs> the only thing I ask is bury me in my running clothes. I want my favorite running shirt, my favorite running shoes and shorts. That's how I want to be buried because I want to go running in heaven. I enjoy running and I'm guessing when well, I hope I'm going to heaven. I, I know. I am. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, that's what I want. Because right? it just, you know, I think this is a good question of, of things that can make you happy. And and I hope there's sobriety in, in the afterlife also. That'd be great. I'd love to take my sobriety with me. Um, of course, that's first and foremost. But, um, you know, this is things that, you know, we just kind of kind of want to just think about, you know, and that's why we ask these questions of the week. So for everybody in Facebook live, if you guys are listening, um, what is some of your favorite stuff that you want to take with you? Why do you why? have a special store that your, your, uh, running clothes come from? Cause I know that you and I and Stacy are impartial to a specific store, um, <laughs> that we like uh, things from. But do yes. your running clothes come from there? No, they don't. Not from the LU place. No, yeah. no, definitely not. <laughs> um, I some of my other my other stuff, like a, a jacket I wear once in a while and stuff like that. But I'm a I'm a Nike guy. I I, okay. I like my Nike clothes. They fit me the best. But I am a um, my shoes. Uh, I, I go from Hoka's to um, well, Hoka's are these really thick soled shoes that really cushion your 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 step. Um, and then I've been running a long time, but, uh, Munzo's, I just started running in about two years ago and I ran a, um, uh, I ran a, a, a ultra marathon and I'm going to run a half a marathon in two weeks in them. So, um, they're my, they're my go-to shoes for now. So, and, uh, you know, so that's what I want. It's, it's simple, but it's expensive. You know, there's the running thing is expensive within the espresso. You just buy the thing once with running shoes. Every three months, I got to recycle running shoes. So oh, I bury suppose. me with like three pairs, right? Bury me with three pairs because if I run them, if I run them out, if I run out of them in heaven, I'm gonna have to come down and get them from a yeah, store. Yeah, get some more. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, anyways, let us know what your um, what you guys would bring with you in your afterlife. And today, now here's the time we've all been waiting for and not me because <laughs> I had to put all this stuff together half-assed. And just to let you guys know, this is not easy talking like an hour to, about, about a specific stuff, let alone four weeks out of the month. And I think we yeah. do a pretty damn good job. I'll be honest with you. I, um, think I know, we do. We, you know we veer off the subjects once in a while, but we <laughs> have to, because how much shit can you talk about a step at once? You know, so, <laughs> so that's why we fill all this in at the beginning. But step five today is um, the beginning of May. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact natures are wrong. And I want to read the first paragraph of this um, step because I, th this says it perfectly to me anyways. 
um, how Bill wrote it. All of AA's 12 steps ask us to go uh, contrary to our natural desires. So that means the opposite of what we think, the, 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 the not normal, the, the scary part of our desires. Um, they are all deflate, they all deflate our, they all deflate our ego. When it comes to ego deflation, few steps are harder to take than step five, because scarily, um, sacredly, any step is more necessary to long-term sobriety and peace of mind than this one. And that really hits home to me because this step, um, to me is, um, getting the shit out step, right? Cleaning the shit out, cleaning house and, and getting, moving on and, and feeling better and breathing, right. And, and breathing like it's meditating when you're breathing and you, you can finally breathe again, you get that fucking bullshit out of, out of the way. But I want you to read the, um, the daily reflections for, uh, on, on page, um, 132 to, um, to for, um, yeah, for, for, to start this off, because this is a perfect reading for us to kick this off. So this is May 3rd's daily reflections. It's in it's titled happy uh, birthday, cleaning. Stacey. Oh, you got a naked boy behind you. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let Carl, me stop the video. That out, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was not good. <laughs> Carl might have to cut that out. But um, house cleaning uh, is the May third. All right. So cleaning house. Cleaning house. Good, good Lord. I'll be right there, Reg. <laughs> That's right. Carl can cut that out. Anyway, yes. I told you this is why you just never know what's going to happen at my house. <laughs> but anyway, cleaning house. Talk about cleaning house. Clean that house. All right, so cleaning house. Uh, somehow being alone with God doesn't seem as embarrassing as facing up to another person until we actually sit down and talk aloud about what we have so long hidden. Our willingness to clean house is still largely theoretical. Um, and then it goes on to say, and that's from the 12 and 12, page 60. Uh, it goes on to say, uh, it wasn't unusual for me to talk to God, but my and myself about my character defects, but to sit down face to face and openly discuss these intimacies with another person was much more difficult. I recognized in the experience, however, a similar relief to the one I had experienced when I first admitted I was an alcoholic. I began to appreciate the spiritual significance of the program and that this step was just an introduction to what was yet to come in the remaining seven steps. Mm. And I was, I, I looked further on um, in the, in the 12 and 12 on page 60 and read a little bit further on what that reading was. And it makes sense. Um, yeah. I mean, I already feel like, well, God already knows what I've done. I've come to terms with that. I've accepted him in my life, you know, um, and so it, for me, when I actually had to sit face to face with a human being and actually talk about those character defects in that last column that I did of step four, um, I no longer could run from my excuses. I no longer could, um, you know, I could, I was very good at masking and justifying all these behaviors. Mm -hmm. But when I had someone's opinion from the outside, of what my behaviors actually looked like, it was completely different. So I couldn't hide anymore. I, and so not only there's two things, not only could they tell me I wasn't so bad, you know, there are other people just like me. I'm not alone. I bet everyone makes mistakes, but also they were able to help me identify those key behaviors that I was hanging on to so that I could move on towards my goal to being a better human, to being a better person, to growing and learning from, from my past mistakes. Um, and, and, you know, have the ability to practice humility that it taught me humility was a big lesson in this step. Mm -hmm. Big lesson. Well, they talk a lot about humility in the, uh, in, uh, one of the pages here that it's, it's, you know, this, this is uh, a huge step in humility is, is, you know, just, you know, stating what you've done wrong or what, what, what your part was, 
um, in holding on to all this crap in your life, you know, um, you know, and again, like you said, it's, it's, it's like cleaning house, like getting rid of all this stuff out of your house. You've got a fresh brand new house, you're spring cleaning, you're getting things out. It feels so good, you know, that you get yes. it all out. Um, but on the other hand, it's tough. You know, I like how this, this reading said, um, uh, we admitted to God myself, and, and myself about my character defects, but sitting down face to face, openly discussing um, these intimate, intimate um, things with another person. That was the tough part, because first of all, I ain't wrong. Well, I think I'm not wrong. Right. <laughs> That's the ego like ego. Right. We, we talked we opened the show with ego um, and then you have to get over that ego. I remember and this this equates way, way back all those years ago when I when I was sober is that. Um, I remember telling my um, mom and dad or my ex-wife or whoever it was um, that I'm going into treatment. And that was a huge eagle deflator. I'm like, oh my God, here it is. Holy shit, I'm gonna, I'm my life is over and you people are gonna hate me. And but that was the opposite. That was like because that was the ego, like you know, this is who I am. I'm that drinker, I'm that drugger, I'm that person that causes all these problems. I am known for that, right? But no, no, people didn't like that. And people, it was the opposite. People loved that I went to treatment. People yes. loved that I was getting sober. Right. So there's the first ego deflation immediately when we when we admit we were out, when I admit I'm an alcoholic or an addict, you know, um, that is the first ego deflation. And then this um, really gets into uh, step five, obviously, is you you have to be ready for this. You know, you really got to be ready to sit down and and do this because you can't do this step step four and five half acts because if you leave something out some people say well leave some of the little stuff out i say put everything in write it all down in step four go over step four with your sponsor and then let him or her decide what you know and you know you stepped on an ant you know you shouldn't be upset about that it's just you know it is what it is but you know or hey eddie you remember blah 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 why isn't that in there you know my sponsor knows me inside and out my sponsor knows me up up and down. A lot of people, even in this book, it says we can talk to a clergyman, we can talk to a a, a mentor, um, whoever we're comfortable with, a, a therapist. Some people say do it with a therapist, um, a person who doesn't know you. But I, and this is me, I like doing my step four and five with my sponsor because if if I'm gonna hide something from my sponsor, then I can, and this is just me, guys. Then I can go around picking and choosing. I'm gonna tell you one thing. I'm gonna tell you another thing. I'm gonna tell you another thing. And then I'll, I'll isolate and say, hey, you know, and I won't, I'm, I can hide those problems, you know? So I'm going to talk to Tiffany about this. I'm going to talk to, but I don't have to talk to anybody about in between shit, right. you know? So if I can go to one person and tell him everything or her everything, to me, it's much easier and, and it's, it's much more um, satisfying or much more, it's done and over with because I Definitely don't. Definitely more thorough. More thorough. Yes. You know, yes. it's, it's more thorough. It's, um, and that's what the book says that we're supposed to do is to be honest and thorough mm -hmm. from the very start. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you, Ed, uh, if, if you're upset about stepping on an ant, write down that your step, you know, you're upset yeah. about stepping on an ant, because if you are not putting that, doing that thoroughness, how can you develop or recognize patterns? Yeah. You know, not exactly. all of us have made as many or done as many things as others. And so if you want to truly like analyze a pattern and figuring out what's going on with your life, then be honest and thorough from the very start, you know, and if things bothered you, get them out. You know, they're, they're all putting, we talked with, I talked with Scott, um, our coworker, Scott recently on brain spotting and how all these <coughs> images make spots on our brain. And in order to bring them up to the front and, and process these spots in our brain, we have to talk about them instead of just push them aside, push them aside and keep pushing them aside. But I like to, you know, looking at the pattern, having somebody look at it from an objective point of view and having one person do that. I, and, and, you know, there's some different schools of thought. I mean, obviously, if, if you have done things that are illegal or are going to get you into trouble, you want to be a little bit more wise on who you're, you're doing this part of your fist up with. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, again, 
assessed on a case by case basis. I don't like focusing on the exception. On page 56 of the 12 and 12, mm-hmm. uh, in this, the, the, um, the middle paragraph, it says, even AA old timers sober for years often pay dearly for skimping this step. Mm-hmm. They will tell how they tried to carry the load alone how much they suffered of irritability, anxiety, remorse, and depression, and how unconsciously seeking relief, they would sometimes accuse their best friends of the very character defects they themselves are trying to conceal. So it says all over that we should be honest and thorough from the start and do this. Don't skimp on this step because this is a step that some people do think that they can skimp on. Because the one we've done previously, the four step was so huge. It seems mm-hmm. it seemed like this big, huge deal. But really, step five, um, when we really have humility and get honest with another human being, mm-hmm. takes a lot of courage. And there's so much relief afterwards. Well, that's the ego part, though, that we don't want to tell. And it might be a little bit of ego, you know, and, and that might be holding you back. And, and it's it, I, I have this underlined and highlighted too. Um, even old timers, um, it says here, you know, that that they they skimp on this step and and it causes anxiety, depression, remorse, um, irritability. You know, if you're if you're if you, if you have some of that in your life, the irritability, the depression, the remorse, look into your step four and five and see what, what you were honest about, what you weren't honest about, you know, what, what was kind of going on in your life then and there. Again, right at the beginning, I think it's a perfect paragraph that says all these steps are ego deflating, but especially five, you know, and, and it, it, this, this disease is about our ego. This whole disease is about our ego. It's like, you know, I can't, you can't tell me to stop drinking. You can't tell me to do this. You can't tell me to do that. You know, I don't want to fit into society. I want to be society. That's what I was when I was drinking. I want people to come to me for the answers. I want to know everything. I want to, you know, I want to be that guy. Well, I'm not that guy. And, and it's okay. You know, that's the ego deflating and it's okay. I'm okay that I don't know everything. I'm okay that when I come on here, that step five is kind of puzzling to me. What am I going to talk about for the the next, you know, hour of that on the show? But we will find something to talk about because we dig deep and we really figure Actually, it out. You right? and I. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's the ego part. That's the ego-driven part of of my, me. And that's not my sobriety. That's that's the disease just waiting for me to kind of come around. So if you leave anything out of step four and five, especially, you know, step five, when you're, when, when you're going to talk this out. Um, I also like how it says, you know, we talk to God and we talk to ourselves. That's easy. You know, God, we know God's going to forgive us. God knows our deepest, darkest secrets. I don't care even if, well, the God of your understanding, my God, I should say. Um, but whatever you call it, the universe knows our deepest, darkest secrets. And so do we. But we got to get to another human being. There's, there's therapy happens for a reason. Talk, and and just when we come on here, Tiff, when I talk things out, Skylar and I were talking about this last week on the podcast. I was in such a fucking shitty ass mood, right? I was like, fuck, it's, it's done. I don't want to be on this podcast. Tradition four. I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to talk about about tradition four. I was just in a pissed off mood. I got off of the meeting. Everybody in Facebook Live was great. They were. It was just a, a great meeting. I was good for the rest of the week. My morning dance the next morning, I was jumping around like a maniac. I was, I had put three morning dance songs on. So that's what that, this does. When I deflate my ego, I feel fucking better. I feel better. That's a, it's a very good point as alcohol. That's our disease talking. We get this depression, this anxiety, that loneliness, that isolation, right? That I, or even that I'm carrying this alone, or I have to do this, or we always got to make this happen or all these things that we need to do. But this step gets rid of that isolation. It's rid of that loneliness. You know, it, it just, it lifted such a weight off of my shoulders. And then again, to share some of those things out loud that I never thought that I would share out loud, mm. you know, um, that I was, that I thought I could carry to the grave, like you said, and that we're not only adding to those things, but again, it's just, again, like you related to in the beginning, or like the reading says, 
it was just like admitting I was an alcoholic or an addict or that I was going to treatment. I thought it was going to be the end of the world. No one was going to like me. Everything gets better every single time. And I, how come even when I reached step five, the proof was still not in the pudding. I keep having to be resold as an addict and alcoholic, right? That I just keep have, I have to keep trudging forward. I have to keep trudging forward. Mm-hmm. Last week when I was sick, I was, I, I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. You know, why, why couldn't I just be sick and then bounce back? Right. Well, I was like, am I depressed? Why can't I get out of this? You know, I just, you know how you get all down on yourself. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I like literally, I was going to have to quit my job. I wasn't going to be able to go on vacation to see my friends, Ed and Stacy. I was going to have to like never see anybody again, never do the podcast again. I just was such a failure, you know, because I was sick. I was sick. Like people get sick. And yes. Chris came in and he's like, he's like, you know what you really need. And I hadn't been on meeting. He's like, you need a meeting and you, you need to help another alcoholic. You need to do what you do best. And I was like, how did, then I really want to just kick him in the head because he's right. <laughs> he's totally right. But well, again, that's, that's the care cure. with somebody share yeah. how I feel. So I yeah. feel better. That's it. That's what step five was alone, about. I felt instantly better. Yeah. And, and the thing is, why would you want to hold on to something that makes you feel like crap? I don't care if it's stepping on an ant or hurting, you know, uh, an ex, ex-wife, ex-husband, whatever it is. I mean, there, there's a lot of things out there in, in life, but you got to get out. Here's the other thing about step five is that usually the person you're talking to either did it, heard it, or, or it, it was in their mind of, of doing it. So it's not a big deal. You know, once we reveal these secrets or these dark dark thoughts, um, it, it's usually not as bad as we think it is. It's like, it's like standing on a, it's just a perfect example. I don't like roller coasters. I don't go on them. Only when my kids force me on them, I'll go on them. But it's like standing on that line on the roller coaster, right? The zigzag up and down, up and down, the hour weight up and down, up the steps, around the thing, over the bridge, down, around. And then there's the round thing that goes around. And then you go on a roller coaster. It's like, holy fuck, man. Like, this is a long time, but anticipation of waiting for that. Now you're on the roller coaster and it's over like that. It's fun, it's scary, whatever it is, but it's over like that. But that hour of waiting, right? That hour of waiting in that zigzag line and up and down all that is the crazy part. It wasn't the ride, it was my fucking head. The ride was great, exhilarating, got a, had a fun time. My kids went on it. It was my fucking head. Stay out of my head. Help help another alcoholic, like you said, and just you know go move through it. And that is true. Anytime, anytime that... I'm feeling down or sick or hurting somewhere. My sponsor will say, Eddie, what did you do for another fucking addict or addict, addict or alcoholic today? That's why you're feeling like that. Probably nothing because you're in yourself. You're worried about you. It's all ego driven bullshit worrying about me. And instantly you can come out of that. Oh yeah. Just yeah. by sharing. Yeah. Just by sharing. And I, and I don't, my my sponsor always tells me the same <laughs> message over and over. The first thing you do is pray about it. Mm-hmm. The second thing they do is you call your sponsor and share, right? Then you get on a meeting, just just going to a meeting, right? Yeah. And then if you if you have the ability to or uh, need to, you share on that meeting. Help the other alcoholic or addict by sharing. And always, every single time, I feel better every yeah. time. Just talking mm-hmm. to Chris about it, just yeah. saying. Yeah. I'm such a failure, blah, 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 <laughs> right? Like, woe is me. The victim you know? role. It's always feels good to play the victim, but when yes. that, cause that's the ego, the victim role is the ego. Right. And then when we snap out of it, we're like, holy shit, man. Like that was pretty shitty. What I did, you know, that was, pretty- I was really in it yeah. too. Yeah. last week. Yeah. I was really in it. I was the worst person on the planet. I was a bad mom. I was just <laughs> like, Oh my God. <laughs> Cause you're sick. Right. I know. Yeah. I know. I went through, I think sick. that I think it was the week last week. Cause I went through the same thing. I didn't go to meetings. I didn't, um, you know, I, I didn't, uh, call my sponsor, you know, it was just a tough week and, and I wasn't feeling good. These antibiotics, man, they destroy your they stomach. Destroy man. It. I know, I know. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Then my running was off and, and, you know, so I had a lot of things off, off whack and, and, and it affects you. It affects you, you know, and, yeah. and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not easy to, to, to 
to pull yourself out of it because the ego, again, my ego is standing in my way. Well, I can get through this. I'm okay. You know, I don't need a meeting. And, uh, you know, I went on the meeting the last two nights in a row and, um, and it was, uh, you know, I, I just felt better, but I do want to talk about, um, page 57 in the 12 and 12. Um, you, you, you kind of hit on it, um, a little bit before we went on this tangent, but, uh, the first full paragraph, it says, um, what are we, uh, likely to receive, um, from step five for one thing we shall get rid of the terrible sense of isolation, right? We were talking about that. We've always had, um, uh, almost without exception, alcoholics are tortured by loneliness, right? By loneliness. And I think, I don't know if I was, it was before the show or after the show, but I can have 50,000 people in a room and I can feel lonely and add a drug or a drink on top of that shit, man. You, you know, I'll go find the corner. I'll go find the, uh, I'll find whatever I can find just to stay away from you all because that's where my drinking eventually ended up taking me is drinking alone in the garage, drinking alone. You know, um, if I couldn't drink, I was drinking, um, Tylenol or not Tylenol, um, NyQuil with the alcohol in it. I was, you know, yeah. taking a couple of shots of those to go to sleep or whatever it was. It was a very, very lonely ending to my disease. And rightfully so, because I didn't belong in society the way I was. I couldn't function in society that way. You know, the alcohol that drove me to function in society, to be that happy-go-lucky person ends up taking me down, not being that happy-go-lucky person. I was, I was a cheat. I was a failure. I was all that shit that I shouldn't have been and that I am not today at all. Oh, not at all. It's funny that you say today, not at all. Also, because, you know, we've always just known each other as sober. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do a lot of fifth steps. I volunteer for fifth steps at a place called the retreat. Yeah. And, um, so I, I do it with these people because I, I am that very lonely person, that lonely mm -hmm. alcoholic and drug addict, drug addict, not, I just, I always have been. Um, and like you said, you could be in a room with 50,000 people and I'm still alone. And it, it, at the end, it brought me, brought me, I, I should have been alone. Um, I had no place in society either, but people who see us today mm -hmm. can't believe that this is how we used to be. I know. You know when, when we are on the loved ones meeting, people are looking at Chris and I like, it's like they don't believe us, you know, and, and and I'm looking at them going, shit, your problems weren't even as half as big as what ours were, right? <laughs> yeah. But they're looking at us like they don't know what problems are. We're yeah. all looking at each other the same way with, you know, we're judging ourselves much worse than what we're being judged. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about it and share about it and relate with each other, that isolation and loneliness goes away. Mm -hmm. And I love doing these fifth steps with mm -hmm. these girls, these women. Because they're able to identify patterns, you know, mm -hmm. move on to a more successful, healthier recovery. Mm -hmm. um, and it, like I said, it helps me more than it's helping them. Of course, of course. Yeah. By, by me helping reach out and, and letting them know that mm -hmm. the things that they're doing or have done, so many people have done it. And we just oh, yeah. talked uh, last, last week, I went and um, talked about. The, the inventories with, with the ladies at, uh, the retreat. And, um, we talked about that, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about these things, these deep, dark secrets. And if you just get them out, mm -hmm. if you just share, we're turning all of those past, what we thought were negatives into our assets today. Yeah. Yeah. To not only well, help ourselves, but everybody else. Yeah. Well, the negatives, we think it's all negative and, and it was negative because that was our past life. That's what we did in the past. Or, you know, again, if you're doing it, if you're doing a step, the step work over again, we're, we're it's, it's progress, not perfection. We're human beings. We're going to piss people off. People are going to piss us off too. No doubt about it. There's no doubt about it, but, but that's not who we are. We don't react that way anymore because we keep getting better and better and better. Right. Cause I'm not going to make that mistake anymore. I'm, I'm telling you like the, the, People I, you know, like flipping people off in a car, screaming at people when they cut you off. I don't do it anymore because it's, it's, it was, it's done and over with. I, I, I processed it and there's, 
it doesn't serve me any good purpose anymore to do that. What, like, I'm going to scream at somebody and I'm on the road a lot. You know, our jobs take us on the road a lot and we get cut off daily. I mean, at least daily, once daily, right? Um, at least. But, but I don't do that anymore because I processed it because it served me no good purpose because I got angry. And then, and here, here's the thing, guys, right? The thing with, with even just something as simple as being cut off, you, you tell, you flip the guy off, you get pissed off, you're all hot headed. The wife calls, what, what do you want? Like, what do you want? Yeah, uh, I'm busy right now. So now that guy who cut you off, which doesn't mean anything, is being brought into your, your personal life. Now you're screaming at your wife when you didn't mean or your husband or your, or your significant other. Now she's pissed off or he's pissed off at you and they're yelling back at you. Now you have resentment against it. Now you got to do another fourth step and it's on and on and on and on, right? I mean, seriously, about a, a, an insignificant matter in life a, a a three second thing that happened you're pissing off a lot of people and i'm telling you it happens it happens and that person doesn't even know they did it no no not they at all move on with their day they do they do and that's that's how this these two steps work to move through that stuff and like you said we process it we learn from it we can identify what what we did what we did wrong in the past and not bring it up again because recovery is about moving on through life moving through these steps and 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 moving you know growing right that's what recovery is about and when we work these steps that's how we get through to the next bigger and better thing and the next bigger and better thing is going to come with troubles it's going to come with bullshit it's going to come with whatever it is right so think back when when I when we were kids when we were in our teens what was the worst thing that we had to worry about like where we going to find our drugs what chick was the hottest and how who am I going to get to do my fucking homework right that is not my worries today at all no. <laughs> you know <laughs> so but that's kind of how life is I have bigger and better worries and, and I and I mean that in a positive way because of my sobriety because of where we're, you know, this program has taken me because of people like you, Tiff, and everybody out here listening out there that helped me to get where I'm at today. Because I deserve, I deserve what I have today, right? I deserve what I have today because I work hard for it. Um, and just can you can you say that to yourself? Would you say that to yourself? Do you deserve what you have today, right? Yes. I mean, we've had to work so hard to get to where we are. We, mm -hmm. I mean, we really have. Yeah. to, I mean, learn a lot in a short a period of time. Yes. Because that's how oh, yeah. quickly this happens. Yeah. Because I mean, you think where you're at at 28 years in and I'm at three years, you know, it's like, I can't, it's incredible to me, the amount of progress that has been made over oh, the yeah. last three years. Oh, yeah. And that's why I say people look at us, these people look at me in this, these fifth step meetings and these large groups that I'm speaking to. And they're like, they think I have like years and years and years, a decade of sobriety, right? I don't. That gives them hope. Yeah. Hope for a, such a bright future. And yeah. I have so much hope just by watching everybody before me. Yeah. And again, it's putting all this crap aside. It says in the book, um, another great dividend that we expect from confiding our defects to another human being is humility. It amounts to a clear recognition of what and who we really are, followed by a sincere attempt to become what we could be. Mm. And I think that's the point is that we're moving towards what we could be mm -hmm. and we just keep moving. And that bar keeps moving and moving and moving. Mm -hmm. You know, I see where, where you're at today or where Sky's at today. And I think, OK, well, I'm just going to keep moving and moving and moving. And it just keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah. And the it's other incredible. thing with the fourth and fifth step, we can't see that growth unless we do this also. Like we can't, it's hard enough for me to see growth, let alone not doing a fourth and fifth step or working the steps, right? You know, and, and being like, you know, like you said, we, we just keep moving and moving. And, and that's how life goes. You know, I, I beat myself up. I am, I, I, I take a baseball bat out almost daily and I put it away. I beat my, you know, it's getting less and less, but um, I, I, I am that, that guy, I am that guy that doesn't see the good in, in my life. So I have to do positive affirmations. I have to let myself know I am good enough, you know, anxiety ridden and, and all that stuff. Not, it's not that bad, but it's still, I have a lot of anxiety about like, where should I be? Like, where should I be in life? I should be right where I'm at, right where I'm at. I should be right where, where I belong. 
And and I I am I I am happy when I when I can sit and focus on the moment where I'm at, and 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 who I am. I am happy. But the minute I start future tripping or thinking, oh, you know, we had this in the past or whatever it is, that's when I'm not where I should be. And that's when I start thinking like all this crazy stuff that I'm not, you know, I, I shouldn't be where I'm at, you know, or, or I, I should be further than where I'm at. And you're right. If we don't clear this shit to see that we're not a bad person, I always say I'm not a bad person I'm trying to get good. I'm a sick person trying to get well. That's yes. what this disease is about. And, and once I can see that, and I throw that out the, out the door, you know, I'll walk around, I'll do something to, oh, that was stupid, or oh, I'm no good at anything. That's bullshit. That's, again, that is my ego. Again, step five, ego. It says right at the beginning, the first paragraph, pull out your 12 and 12, guys. It tells us it's an ego-driven um, disease. Right at yeah. step five, right? The first paragraph. I mean, should we we shouldn't even go any further than step five. Well, the answer is, the answer is, is further down, yeah. further through the step and doing the step and, you know, along with step four. But if I can understand how I can deflate my ego, again, that victim role, you know, I'm no good at this. Or, oh, you don't feel sorry for me. Bullshit routine that I go through once in a while. If I can deflate that ego and, and just move on, I could see how good I am. And I do see how good I am. Well, and it's, and it's also, I, I like seeing, um, <clears throat> you know, I used to get caught and up in all this stuff and I would be stuck in it forever, you know? Yeah. And now because we're blessed to have this friends and recovery community. Absolutely. Because we, we have this community of people, especially that's again, like all those resources like telegram and these people that we meet are so important because yeah. we have people in our life that can pull us out of this stuff when we get inside of our head. Yes. So instead of sitting there for so long with that ego beating ourselves up, I I can see now, oh, well, that only last, you know, first of all, I didn't have a feeling like that for over a month or, or two months or however long, right? Mm -hmm. Or um, I, I came out of it a lot quicker than I normally would have. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. those are things that are, again, progress, progress, progress. Yeah. Growth, growth, growth. That's what yeah. this step is all about. It's a yeah. beginning at a growth. Again, talking about the spiritual spirituality of this program. Mm. And it's not just the, the sunlight of the spirit with the community, but it's also with our higher power. And it's just much bigger than we are. Yeah. Well, also, Tiff, and, and, and I like how you said all that. It's also, um, and that kind of gets into this piece of everything. It's it's uh, the beginning of um forgiving ourselves and others right it's the beginning of that sunlight of the spirit letting that in i like how you know that, that says right here in the step it's be the beginning of letting that sunlight in the spirit in not not having those blinds closed and hiding from everything and everybody open those blinds up that's what this step does it opens those blinds up it gets us gets that sunlight into us and it gets us you know as our bodies need vitamin d we become much more happier and we become much more productive same thing with this step when we forgive ourselves number one forgive ourselves number two forgive others that's when that sunlight is spirit that's when we start growing that's when you know like all those trees in my background here that's the fake background i wish it was a real background but that's how they grow these trees don't grow because, you know, they just grow. It has to be sun. It has to be rain. It has to be, you know, the ground, the whole nine yards. There's a specific way that, that these trees, the trees in nature grow. And there's a specific way as we as addicts and alcoholics, how we grow and through these steps, through each one of these steps. And you have to do these steps. And again, it says in the book, a lot of people skip this step or skimp on it or go very light on it. And it's hard to get the rest of the steps, you know, all the, the, what the seven, the seven steps that are left. Yeah. So it's, uh, having that willingness, not only to do the step and not skimp on it, like you were just talking about, yes. but being honest, it's our first true, like, I mean, I guess the fourth step is being honest as well, but really getting honest with another human being, which we've evaded for so long, that mm -hmm. honesty. Yeah. being honest our natural instinct is to lie and to protect yeah. yourself oh, yeah. or whatever yeah hands down it's 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 makes you lie about everything you know and, and that's and that's and i and i mentioned on the meeting this morning um is the it was a question of uh, how do you know if you're an alcoholic well i know if i'm i know i'm an alcoholic by my lies right and i know i'm in recovery by all my truths 
you know, and, and that's, that's a difference or, or even to make it even simple, even bring it down to simple stuff. How do I know I'm an alcoholic? Well, my first thought that comes into my mind, how do I know I'm in recovery? The thoughts thereafter, call my sponsor, work the steps, do another fourth and fifth step, all that stuff. That's where, that's the training of the program. That's how, that's how I, I move on. Like you said, to you keep moving on with everything. So, um, and the other thing too, is that when we don't talk to another human being, um, and, and we can, and we, we just want to talk to God, because there's a question in the book. It says, why, uh, bring someone else into this, um, and not just God that's page 61. I think it's page 61. Uh, is it in the big book or is it in the, I think it's in the uh, 12 and 12. It says, uh, why bring someone else into this? Why can't we just, um, just talk to God? Well, because when we're just talking to God, we think we can bullshit our, our higher power. We think we could, I should say me, I think I can pull one over. Um, and I won't know that until probably I meet my higher power or, or, or the result of, of what my outcome would be, you know, like of hiding everything or, or, or the way my life is going. If my life's a shit show on the inside, guys, guess what? It's going to be a shit show on the outside too. You know, and by not by hiding these steps or hiding behind things that maybe we um we 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 kind of don't want to talk about, we're not growing. So that shit show is still going on on the inside, and there's gonna be somewhat of a shit show happening on the outside. I firmly believe that for me, anyways. Says the benefit of talking to another person is that we can get his direct comment and counsel on our situation, and there can be no doubt in our minds what that advice is mm. going alone in spiritual matters is dangerous. How many times have we heard well-intentioned people claim the guidance of God um, when it was all too plain that they were solely mistaken, lacking both practice and humility. They had deluded themselves and were able to justify the most errant nonsense on the ground that this was what God had told them. So it's about, you know, again, getting the advice from others. Um, there's no, it's a definite answer. There's no hiding and we're not going it alone and justifying the same behaviors that we did before. Mm. Well, you know, what, and, and I like that part, Tiff. It's like, would you count climb Mount Everest without a Sherpa? Right? Like, would you, would you do something crazy like that? Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go climb Mount Everest today. I got my, uh, you know, my, my, my jacket that I got from Kmart or Kmart. <laughs> Kmart. <laughs> and I got my sneakers that I uh, wear running every day. We would not do that, guys. Right? I mean, we would not do that. So that's what that that this step is saying is that you know go have this do this step with somebody who's done it before that 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 went and did this already that that knows this experience and that's a sponsor. Um, it could be somebody um, you know. Um, Again, it could be a therapist, a clergyman. I know, I think you did your did. fifth step with, well, tell me a little bit. Well, before you, before you tell me a little bit about that, let me ask you, did you do it with a clergyman because of the trust issues or did you do it because that's where you felt comfortable with? Um, you know, I did I, not I don't know. feel comfortable. Okay. I did not feel comfortable. Okay. So the first time I did it was with the sponsor and I, I didn't tell them everything. I thought there were some things that I could take to the grave um, and mainly the things that I needed to talk about most, but uh, that I had sinned, that I had done, and mm -hmm. I thought I could take those to the grave. So then uh, it was advised to me to do it with uh, a priest. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And it was to overcome a lot of things. Number one, I don't trust men. I don't trust people in general, but I don't trust men. Mm -hmm. And I didn't trust God. So there was an, an, another element there. And so um, I, I really, they were weighing heavy on me and I wanted to get it off my, my chest. And so when I finally did that, it was so healing and so therapeutic. So, I mean, it, it was, it was the best spiritual experience I've ever had in my life ever. And, and there's no, me, I'm sorry, again. It just brought me closer to my religion. It, it wanted me to develop my religion. Um, uh, where I was very close-minded before. Mm -hmm. I was like Carl before. I was like, nope, none, nothing, right? Um, don't feel anything there. And I wanted it, 
wanted to feel that fullness that everybody else had. So I desired it, but um, it just opened me up to a whole new world of things that I just never would have had before if I wouldn't have done that. Well, you got to be comfortable in who you're talking to. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, every situation is different. I'm not saying, you know, my sponsor, I, t- I divulge everything to my sponsor. I tell him, you know, inside and out, you know, everything. And that's just, this is me though. You know, um, like you, you had to go to, you, to, um, you know, um, somebody that, that a clergyman, there was a reason behind it, spiritual, whatever it was, you know, like you explained, you know, you just had to get it off your chest and, and that was the right time and right place to do it. A friend of ours on here too, he did it through a clergy, a clergyman too. And I think, uh, you know, a couple, I've heard a couple people do it also with a therapist too. So again, there's no right away, right or wrong or right way to do this. It's just, we got to make sure that everything that we're writing down in step four, that's why I go over everything with my sponsor in step four. So I'm not hiding anything. So he knows when we do step five, and I'm going to talk to him about it, what we're going to, you know, what my cause was or whatever it was that it's in there. And what, what happened to so-and-so? I thought, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, that's to me anyways. I can't hide anything, you know, because I'm good at hiding shit. So what that experience did for me, it did allow me to trust a sponsor going forward. So because I went to someone that, was like completely on the outside that I knew was a trusted advisor that had to carry my burden, right? Mm-hmm. Or my secrets with me. Mm-hmm. Um, they encouraged me then to develop a relationship like you have now with your sponsor, mm-hmm. with the sponsor that I have. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have had that. I would have not have been able to gain that trust with the sponsor I have today mm-hmm. if I wouldn't have done it with the way I did it. Yeah. And, and, and that's true. It's, it's, um, it's the way the way we have to feel comfortable and some people even go to a therapist here's here's another reason why um going to a therapist is um is kind of even kind of even more sacred or more safe especially to people who have trauma issues trust issues that that you know maybe it's their first time if you go and do this with a therapist they're bound by law by hipaa regulations that they cannot share anything with anybody and, and, you know, are some of those laws broken? I'm sure. But 99% of the time, you know, you got, if you got a good therapist, that's not going to happen. Um, but that's where it can be feel, feel really, 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 really safe. And, you know, I wouldn't spill my guts to my sponsor 10 minutes into this program or 90 days into this program. That's why I had my sponsor for, for the 20, 25 years. I, to me, it just, it felt more, um, I felt, you know, why get rid of him? Like when he, him and I've been through everything we used together, we, we partied together, we womenized together, we did everything together. And this guy has a wealth of knowledge. I'm going to throw him out the door because maybe I don't agree with what he's saying to me. That's, that's not, that's not my cup of tea anyways, you know, so I can get through these things with him and he knows me and I can't hide anything from him. You know, I'll bring shit up to my sponsor and he'll say, Eddie, 16 years ago, you were talking about blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how the fuck do you, I don't even remember that. How do you remember that? You know? And that's, and again, that is just my program. I am not, I'm not saying that's the right way or the wrong way. It's just my program. And it's what works for me. It keeps my deep and dark secrets um, safe with him. And I know I can tell him what I need to tell him and move on and grow and grow. That's what the fucking whole thing is here. We want to grow. I I don't want to stay 25 years ago. I don't want to 28 years ago. I don't want to be that person. And when I, and today, 28 years later, I don't want to be this person today. I want to be somewhere else and, and much more advanced 28 years later, might have a walker to run, but I'm still going to fucking run. I don't care what the fucking doctor says. I am not giving up running guys. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) be running in, in the swimming pool. Running in this, no, I will not be running in this window. I'll be running on the road. Like those little old men, I see these guys like, like just barely getting by. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, please, is that going to be me one day? So <laughs> um, we have a couple of people. Joe just came in. Chris said hi to you, t- uh, Tiff, a while ago. Oh, I have another naked uh, boy again. Chris, uh-oh. I'm uh, going to have to cancel <laughs> that out. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, uh, Joe uh, said, asked if I pitched the tent. Yes, Joe, I pitched the tent. No, we're not. Oh, my gosh. 
We are not camping. We are talking about step five. I am in my house. But if you listen to the beginning of the show or if you guys like and subscribe and listen to the show again, um, I um, we were supposed to be on a Friends in Recovery adventure this weekend, and it got canceled due to um, some fire situations here in New Jersey. So that's why we're not camping. But next week, I will have my normal uh, my normal. Oh, my um, gosh show my my normal background back but tiff this was a good show tiff um i know we can keep going on and on and on but we still have a few more weeks left that we need to uh kind of go yep. through things jeff will be joining us next week um and he will give us a clinical look at at this and this is going to be actually good because um this is what jeff does this is this is he's yeah. that guy he's the guy that 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 helps people get through through talk through therapy, you know, therapy is talk. Therapy is, is, you know, we get things off of our chest and move on. And that's what, that's what this step is about moving on and getting things off of our chest. You know, you go to your therapist and you always say, Oh yeah, I did this or I did that. And that's what Jeff is um, going to uh, going to probably talk about next week with us. So, um, you know, it's kind of um, kind of uh, looking forward. I always look forward to Jeff's shows and uh, I know a lot of people on here do. I know Carl loves I do. Jeff. I know. I know. Jeff's a good guy. So, um, and uh, well, besides, oh, I can smoke a cigar. No, John, I can't smoke. John said I can smoke a cigar where I'm at, but I can't because it's only a virtual background guys. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> but if I could, I would, I would, I would. So I was smoking a cigar yesterday before we go out, I'll, I'll, I'll I just want to tell you, I was smoking a cigar yesterday, and this is the bullshit that's in my head, right? This is the bullshit that's in my head. You know, I'm, my stomach's not feeling good. I have to eat bland foods, you know, I can't eat chicken wings or, you know, all that stuff. Anyways, um, I was sitting outside with a friend smoking a cigar, and I guess I haven't had a cigar in a while, and I guess I was hungry, and I started getting like this anxiety of, of, oh my God, my stomach hurts. Oh my God. I had to come in and lay down. I turned the heat up. Then I'm thinking like, oh my God, I have a fever. I'm gonna, <laughs> the fever means I get my diverticulitis. It's going to explode. I'm going to have to go back. And I, it got so out of control. It got so out of control, right? Because I was in my own head. So I went on a seven yeah. o'clock meeting, Rob's meeting, and it all went away. I swear to you. That pain and that those thoughts are all gone today because of conversing with other human beings, helping other human beings, you know, and, and that that's how that that's how how life is. So any closing arguments? Tip? <laughs> no closing arguments. I will okay. tell you, uh, I am going to have lunch with uh, Chris uh, Edgerton of St. Paul Sober Living. Hey, SPSL. Chris. Uh, hey, Chris. Next. Next. What is it? I said, hey, Did Chris. I say it wrong? Yeah, SPSL. Yeah, SPSL. SPSL. So we'll be at your favorite chicken wing place next week. Oh, so man. oh, you will. I think I'm flying yeah. out there next week. I'll be with you. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'd like to thank everybody. You, Tiff, thank you for a great show. I hope you guys got a lot out of it. I know I do every week. Um, I'd like to thank everybody in Facebook Live for um, all the comments that they had or just listening to us. We really appreciate you guys supporting us. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this show because it will get us um, kind of up there in the rankings and get us get us known. So um, that is all I have for for now, Tiff. Um, and thank you so much, Skylar. She's working hard out there. She will be on next week. We'll have everybody back in the studio next <laughs> week, and we'll have a great show. So uh, we always have a great show. Uh, stay sober, everybody. This concludes this episode of Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates and enjoy free access to twice daily support meetings. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week.